All right. Beatitudes Part Two. Um, it's the second Sunday. It's the second Sunday in uh, February, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was the yep. first last week. February seventh. Yeah. First, second, whatever. We here. Thank God for that. <laughs> uh, still in the Beatitudes. Uh, Matthew five verses. What's that? Uh, verses eight. Yeah, we started at eight, but we started at uh. We started at started at three. Matthew five three through five through twelve. So we're gonna finish up today. Uh, no, I think we started at five and we started at the beginning. No, we start the beatitudes start at verse three. It don't start in the very beginning. Um anyway, here we go. We left off on um uh being merciful and that you, and we were saying I remember saying last time before we before we ended that you don't want judgment over mercy. You want mercy to override judgment. Because you're going to need the same mercy one day when it's your turn to go before God. And God will get, in the same way you treated somebody else, that's exactly what you're going to get treated as. And you don't want that. Especially if you don't, especially if you know for a fact you didn't do it right. You were off with their head and this, that, and other. And, you know, we're not supposed to be judging one another anyway. We're supposed to be more about ourselves and making sure we straight before God and let God work that out. But on to the next one, which is Matthew 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Now, when you start talking about what's pure and how to be pure, the word pure in the Greek is katharos. It literally means clean, unstained, guiltless, innocent, upright. If we are honest, no human being fits the description, right? Everybody thinks they're good. They think they're clean. Oh, I'm I'm good enough. I'll, uh, I'm I'm a good person. Compared to who? <laughs> well, what person you comparing yourself to to make yourself good? If you compare it to yourself to Hitler, well, of course you're good. Everybody's better than Hitler. Mass genocide of a of a, 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 a group of people. You know, or like the Egyptians. You know, they enslaved the Hebrews. You know, massive enslavement of a group of people to keep them from, you know, overtaking them, which is stupid. Even if you think you are, I promise you, you I promise you, you double don't. That you are not times two. Good. You own you. You know, society will tell you, oh, you know, you know, they're good people and and. But here's the aspect. They measure themselves based off works. The Bible says don't do that. You trying to judge somebody based off what the, what they've done. You know how many millionaires who are criminals donate money to charity? Because that no that that's that's a cop out. That's a scheme to keep people from looking at them. That don't make them good. It makes them smart. It don't make them good. You see what I'm saying? So you know we have to. You know, there's a there's a difference between what's what's good and evil is. See, and this is what I tell people. I say I like to have a when I look at people, I like to have them in the eye. I want to have a clean, a clear conscience about them. A lot of times I don't want to know what's going on behind the scenes. At least not yet. You know, because I don't, you don't want to be prejudging somebody based off 
something that you may have heard secondhand. Because we all do that. Some willingly and unwillingly. You know, that's what I tell you. Don't tell me nothing about nobody. Let them, let them tell me themselves. Why? Because I want to have a clear kind. I want to have a pure heart when I'm talking to them. I, because, obviously, if I want to see God, my heart needs to be pure. So I don't want to have no ill will towards this person when, that, when they come in my presence or I come in theirs. And we, I'm, I'm looking and they talking. And all I'm thinking about is what the person that told me, told them what they did the night before. I'm, I'm tainted. I ain't pure no more. My thought process isn't pure. I, have, I can't even look at them straight and get an understanding of what they're trying to say because all I'm doing is thinking about what's the information somebody told me about. One, that's being somebody being a busybody, and two, that's me. I should have stopped. You, you're supposed to stop that as soon as it starts. No, don't tell me nothing like that. We're not listening to that. We're supposed to be pure. We're supposed to be righteous. We're not going to talk about my brother like that or my sister like that. I don't know what they're going through. I don't, if the Lord want me to know, he'll tell me. Amen. Amen. Romans 3, verses 10 through 12. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There is none that do of good, no, not one. So this aspect of being good or this mindset that, oh, I'm good enough, you can throw that in the trash. You ain't good. I, you, you might do some good work some, every now and then. Help the old lady across the street, you know, pick up, you know, some trash that somebody threw on the ground. You know, maybe even cover up some graffiti. We have, we have moments. Of, we are not inherently good because we inherit the original sin from Adam to rebel against God from the very beginning. That's why you don't have to tell a child to, um, to be bad. He already know how to do that. We spend a whole lot of time trying to correct them to be good, man. Don't do that. Sometimes you got to let this stuff happen for them to learn. You know, why is that? Because original sin, because we're not pure at heart. But God has to make us pure at heart by washing us in the, the, word, of the, in the word of the Lord and the blood of the Lamb, changing our nature, our character from the inside out, filling us with his Holy Ghost. That was make you pure. So once you get that stuff, then you can start making them claims. Oh, yeah, I'm pure. Yeah. Why? Because there's a, grace has been added. Yeah, with mercy. Grace has been added so that you can, you, can, you can come boldly and obtain grace and mercy. So now that you go before God, you know you're pure. Like the book of Isaiah, you know, I don't know the book, verse and chapter. And he said, he said I'm a man that, I'm, that is undone. I'm from a people that have unclean lips. And the angel come, takes the tongues off the altar and he puts it to his lips and he said, you've been, now you're being purified. See, that's what God does to us now. He purifies us with his spirit. If we would accept it. So I, number one, I don't want no hot tongues on my, <laughs> my mouth. You know, it was, it was, it was a hot coal that was burning on the fire in, in, the, thr in the throne room. And he took some tongues and he took it to his mouth. I mean, I'm, maybe it didn't hurt because he was in heaven, you know, but, you know, just a picture, you know. But I don't have to go through that. I can just go to God you know, and just confess my sin and say, Lord, I'm tripping. I'm set tripping. <laughs> I, need, I need to get right. And he is just and righteous to forgive me and set me straight. Here's an old song. Oh, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to say it just yet. So why, so, I, so why would our Lord make this statement? 
I think you know already as far as you know us being uh us being pure. The blood. God is holy and perfect. We who are in sinful flesh can't come in his presence without being purified by the blood of the Lamb. Correct? You know, and I know everybody has heard this song, but I don't think anybody has ever heard it in its entirety. At least not at a black church. <laughs> what can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Amen. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And then we know this part. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my pardon, this I see, nothing but the blood of Jesus. For my cleansing, this my plea, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Nothing came for sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my hope and peace, nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now by this I'll overcome, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Now by this I'll reach my home, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Glory, glory, this I sing, nothing but the blood of Jesus. All my praise for this I bring, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Can you see why our Lord says, blessed are the pure in heart? He made a way for us to come to God correct or clean, rather. See, that's why we're pure. We're pure because we have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. Our, his blood was a down payment for us to be reconciled back into the Father. That's what makes us pure. And that's what he, see, he's speaking, when he speaks, he's speaking on the Sermon on the Mount. They don't really understand what he's saying just yet. We understand because it's 2,000 some years later. You, you know, you read the end of the chapter. He, passed, he he dies for us, for all sin. And we can connect the dots and see that that's what makes us pure. It ain't nothing that we did. It's what we accepted or what we choose to accept. And that's why, why we're pure. All right. Matthew 5 and 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Now, I like how... The pastor summed it up. Just put it in the good words, and I, th I thought it would be a good summary of it. To be at peace is to be in harmony. To be a peacemaker is to be a mediator. Resolve conflicts between estranged parties, whether individuals or groups. You make peace by identifying the truth, addressing the sin, and constructing a bridge between those who are at odds with one another. See, Being that, you know, everybody, I, I think I mentioned it before, you know, all the, the Miss Universe and the Miss Americas all ask for the same thing. Just world peace. <laughs> you know, and it sounds, it, it sounds good. Who wants to be at war? That's tiring. I'm arguing, I'm fussing and fighting. It's like when you go to a family reunion or, or a family uh, dinner and Cousin Woodrow and, and I don't know, uh, Uncle PJ is always at it because, you know, he, he he won't give him back his five dollars, so your, your granny gotta separate them all a dog on time. Like you know, you, you, it's it's just, it's not it's not really worth it. It's not worth the argument, especially around the time of family, because you put a lot of these times you see these people one time, you don't see them all the time. But you need a peacemaker, a mediator, 
somebody to come on, on to bring both parties on common ground. And that's why they call Christ our mediator, because he mediates between us and, and, and the Father. You know, going before us and saying, He's the Lord, you know, I, he, He's covered under the blood. You know, my, my blood pays for his, atones for his sin. He's good, he's good, he's good. And he's he, he's a high priest that, you know, can he understands what we went through. He understands what we deal with on a regular basis. He knows that there's no sin uncommon to man. We all deal, we all deal with the same things. He dealt with them too. And he's our mediator between us and the Father. Uh, you make peace by identifying the truth, addressing the sin, and constructing a bridge between those who are at odds with one another. Peacemaking can be difficult work, but if we preserve it and we persevere in it, we will be called sons of God. We will resemble our daddy. He sent the son of God to be our mediator, bridging the gap created by our sin and granted us peace with him. Now, Christ isn't here anymore, but we're still called to be peacemakers amongst other people. Christians shouldn't be at war. I know that you know people want to be, you know, a lot of them are arming themselves now and they, they some of them are protecting themselves and Using their First Amendment rights, I can bear arms. Which I don't. I don't hit America. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that. But how far are you, do you have to go with that? Because you're supposed to be a peacemaker, not a war maker. And that even goes as far as not just something as big as far as civil rights and whatnot, but even in your home, don't be a busybody in somebody else's business wreaking havoc causing trouble. Don't be don't you dare not so discord in the church. Guess one of the seven things God hate. You so we are called to be at peace with as with men as much as it is possible. Amen. Verse 10, Matthew uh, 5 verses 10. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of the righteousness for the kingdom of heaven is dead. I like, I like, I like KJV. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Right. This isn't about being persecuted because of wickedness. Instead, it's being about being mistreated because you display the kingdom of characteristics described in 5, 3, and 9. And some people won't like you for doing so. Persecution may take a variety of forms and come from a variety of sources, family and employer, the culture, the government, but in receiving... It, you will be in the company of a class of people of whom the world is not worthy of. If you're willing to be rejected by men, to be accepted by God, the kingdom of heaven is yours. So, and I make this, I say this, make this claim all the time. You can't have your foot, one foot in the world and one foot in the church and then think you're going you're gonna to be saved. You're going to have a hard time living. You can't, you can't, you can't ride, you can't ride both, you can't ride on the gate. The gate belongs to the devil. He put it up there. You, you just can't ride the fence. You can't partake in both. And that's what, I, and a, lot, that's what a lot of times I don't understand. But if people want to post about Christ, and then you got somebody booty shaking on your Facebook page, it just doesn't make sense to me. I say, you, you can't do both. You can't do both. Am I saying, you you know, you know we're perfect people and that, you know, you won't, you have a, we won't, we won't have a weak moment and you might say something and out of, out of weakness, out of flesh? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about willingly and, uh, and understandingly accepting the world 
and then try to accept and then, and then walk with Christ at the same time. No. The world is enmity with God. They're enemies. They, they don't like each other. They they go against each other. They fight the flesh lusts after the spirit and the spirit lusts after the flesh. They fighting. <laughs> you know, I don't and we yes, we are in the middle and we are called to, you know, you know, we here we here, but we ain't of the flesh. We of the spirit. Excuse me. But when we when we give in to it, and then you try to sprinkle Jesus on it, it's it's tainted. It's like Jesus said. He said, be, he said, beware of the unleaven of the world. You can't do that. You let that stuff in. It ain't no good no more. It ain't pure. It's not righteous. You may look like that on the outside, but in the inside, it's rotten. Here we go. See, it was quick. It was last one. Verse 9. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you. And persecute you, and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Now, don't nobody really want to get um <laughs> persecuted. I mean, the persecution in in, in the old in the, in the in the New Testament that they were going through. There's a book that I'm I it, it almost brings me to tears to read, read sometimes when I'm reading, it, and I, I can only read a little bit at a time. Um, it's John it's John John Fox of the Book of Martyrs, and it. It gives in order the list of martyrs from the Lord Jesus down through the disciples, which were, which were the apostles, and then some of the prophets that came after them, and then the leaders after them, and so on and so on. And some of the believers, you know, hundreds of years after they passed away. And it, it brings me to tears because these people were willing, willing. They said, you can burn my body, you can hang me, you can shoot me, you can crucify me. I'm not going to deny Jesus. And here we are in this old soft, uh, you know, uh, philosophical world where, you know, everybody try to, you know, they're, they're so on an emotional high and you can't hurt their feelings. Or they want to, they, they don't, hardly anybody's getting, getting dragged out their house in America for preaching the gospel, right? You know, that's happening in China. That's happening in Israel. That's happening in Iran, Africa, um, all those those countries over there overseas. It's not really happening here. They, you hear you just get slandered. Now have some people died because of it? Yeah, but it's died down tremendously. But now it's at a point where, you know, you know they can't, you know they can't beat you. They want to join you, so they try to you know let the homosexuals in the church. And you know the adulterers and the liars and you know it's all we just gonna have a, have a good time. We're not gonna talk about the sin. We just gonna talk about the love. Well, if I love you, I gotta tell you how ratchet you is, and you can't come in here with that skirt on, bro. You a dude. So straighten up. Y'all laughing, but stuff like this is happening, and leaders are letting it happen. I'm not one of them. Either you, I understand if you don't know. I mean, um, I I perfectly understand that, but once you come to the information, yeah, you need to make some changes. And but see, that type of persecution is coming, and this is what I've been warning people since before I even started pastoring. There's gonna be a time where you need to know the word. You're gonna need yeah. to know what it says in there about these situations, and you're gonna have to be able to stand your ground 
in the word because they're coming in with their own Bibles and they're going to be trying to defuse you and uh, reprimand you and tell you that you're not biblical because you're not following the principles that are in the Bible. And that's why we don't do that here. I know persecution is coming my way. How it's going to come, I don't know. When is it going to come, I don't know. I just know it's coming because I got a big mouth and I'm not afraid to use it. I love the Lord. He loves me and he has called me to preach his gospel, his good news, all where I should go, wherever I may be. Amen. And that's what I'm going to do. Now, I'm not intentionally offensive. The gospel is offensive because of, because of the nature of it. It's calling it's calling you to holiness. It's not calling you to the world. It's not it's not saying you know, let let love and be love. No, it's saying let love and tell the truth. Why? Because if you have if, you, if the sun shall set you free, you should be free indeed. Because Christ brought the truth. He didn't sugarcoat it for the Pharisees. He told them, "You a viper. <laughs> you a snake. You got you a." You are alive with dead men's bones. He told them to their face how whack, whack and ratchet they was, and they hated him for it. And that's why they killed him, because he claimed to be God in the flesh. They could not reconcile that. They said, no, he's going to come as a king. Who said, who told you what I was going to do? You ain't me. And we have this, you know, we humans have this mindset that how, how God should be, how he should do things. No. I learned it a long time. When you ask God to take care of something, or you pray for God to intervene in something, you don't get up. You don't get to say so how He does it. You just have to trust Him, and that's what we need to do in going here in these last days. We need to trust God. Yes, yeah, some stuff gonna happen, but how it how how you react to when it happens is gonna determine how far you go. You know, your faith will carry you as far as you can go. If you have little faith, you ain't going very far. But if you got big faith, you're going to be all right. You might get bumps and some bruises, but you'll be all right. And that's what I, and, and as I read that book of the martyrs, I, when some of them are sent, man, some of these people, some of these saints you know, at the end of their lives, man, they just, whew. They, you know, I think it's, I recall this one past, this one, this one part where it's, I forget I forget the lady's name. Where they, you know, they were ready to burn her at the stake, and they, I don't know, for some reason, they cut her loose after they had already set the fire, and they asked her to denounce Christ, and she looked them square in the face. She said, "I'll never do that. I'd rather die." And then she jumps in the fire. Wow. She got more. She got more kahunas than me. I say, <laughs> but uh, oh my goodness. These people were like, I'd rather die and be with Christ than deny him. That's, that's amazing to me. That, that that brings me to tears every time I think about that. And here it is, we get into arguing with somebody, and they, they, they get to beating on us, with, you know, and then we, we shut up and shut down. What? No, maybe I get you going. Come, on, come over here and get this work. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you what the gospel really says. I was working with a um, a guy that didn't quite, you know, believe the gospel according to the way it's written. Um, according to some somebody else's book they wrote outside the book, whatever. Anyway, and he wanted to convince me that God was a woman, not a woman, but that the Holy Spirit was a woman. I said, but he do, in the Bible he uses masculine pronouns. 
him, his, her. I mean, excuse me, him, his, him and his, and uh, and he. Excuse me. Get my English correct. <laughs> he said, "Oh yeah, I know. I, I understand that, but you know, that's you know, it, it's a it's a woman." I said, "Well, you know, could you show me in, where it's saying that?" At? He obviously he couldn't show me. You know, he's on Google. I don't have my notes, man. I don't have my notes. That's the end of the conversation. <laughs> because it's, it's in the Bible. I was like, you know, if this is my final authority and I'm presenting it to you and you saying you read it too and then the Bible says that, you know, it's a woman and you can't do it. There's no argument here, man. <laughs> that's just you. That's just your, your, your say-so. I have facts. You have a thought. You see what I'm saying? I said, you know, it's, 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 and that's the, those are the type of battles that we, we will have. Now, mind you, that was peaceful. There are some out there, when you do that, they want to fight you. They want to rip your head off your shoulders for even, for even speaking the truth and speaking calmly. You do, you know, you don't have to speak angrily to somebody who don't, who, who's, a, who's a, uh, against the gospel. They'll get hostile real quick. But you, you, but you, you, you bless those that persecute you. Yeah. The Bible says you will reap coals of fire on their head. They gonna sweat hard. They gonna go through something hot and heavy. But you keep blessing them. You keep blessing them. You keep thanking God for them. You keep praying for them. You keep interceding for them because they're crazy, and the spirit ain't in them. They got the devil in them. And once they, they, they minds come to understand that I need I need Jesus, they can begin the the, the, um, the pathway of, of of freedom. But right now, a lot of them are lost. And when you read these beatitudes, you know, it's a reason why God, my Christ started with that first, before he because the next the next and the rest of the rest of the um the, the um, sermon that he gives, he's telling them what to watch out for and what not to do. And don't do that. I see that. I don't like that. That ain't holy. That ain't of me. But he tells them what they are first because that's who he is. The characteristic of the Beatitudes is who Christ is. He is pure in heart. He is praying and, and blessing the ones that persecute him. He did. He blessed Paul. Paul was kicking Christians' tails left and right. And what did Jesus do? He said, Paul, why do you persecute me? Why do you kick against the prick? And that's kicking against the prick is going against what's good. You fighting head and you fighting head and toe against what what I'm doing that's good against my people. And then he he changed he changed he changed Hall, uh, he changed Saul who is now Paul means the same thing name means the same. He changed his name, changed his nature, changed his character, grew him up in the gospel. And then sent him out to preach his word. And he got his tail kicked. Just like he was kicking everybody else's tail. He left for dead, shipwrecked, bit by a snake. You know, he, he was stoned twice, if I'm not mistaken. Are we ready for that? Really? Ready to get your head smacked in with a brick? Stephen, Stephen had the coldest sermon and, that, and that's that, that's my that's like I, I, I preacher style, man. He he get a history first. He said, "Let me give you a history lesson first, or what 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 has been done." And then he hits you. He hits you with the one two. 
And that's why they killed him. Because he told him, you crucified the Jesus, the, the, the Lord, the Lord of Lord of glory. You did it. You ratchet, evil, serpent type people, you did it. That's why the Jews don't want to take responsibility for that. That's why, that's why they denied the coming of Christ. Because that means they killed him. And yet God's still blessing them. And he said, at the end, they all going to believe. They all going to believe. He's going to turn their hearts. That's a blessing. And we're called to do the same thing here on earth with the people that we're here we're with. To bless the ones that are coming against us, fighting us tooth, tooth and nail, left and right. It's, it's what we're called to do. It's the characteristics of Christ. And it's, it, believe it or not, it's also the fruit of the Spirit. I ain't got time to go into that, but if you do that, just go in Galatians 5 and find out for yourself. It's there. We are called to be like Christ. The Beatitudes is just like a, it's like a, a, a like cliff notes of what what we should what we really should be and the characteristics that we should we should obtain. And we have to start walking in those things. And we have to start blessing in those ways, and blessing other people in those esteeming others higher than ourselves. That's our real. That's one of our biggest issues right now. People think that they're they're more of someone. People think they're less than somebody. No, we all the same. We have different functions, but we're the same. It's just one body, one Lord, one baptism, Amen. one body. There ain't multiple bodies. Amen. One body. I can't do without the toes. The toes can't do without the ears. The ears can't do without the hair follicles. The hair follicles can't do without the skin. The skin can't do without the eyes in the mouth and so on and so on. You're not getting away from your brothers or your sisters. You, you know, it's like your mom always told you. It says, yeah, that's your brother. You're stuck with him. So you might as well learn to like him. Because he ain't going nowhere. He here forever. And it's the same thing with the body of Christ. God knows who will come to him. It's our job to preach his gospel in love, in faith, with his truth. Bless them when, they, when the persecution comes. Proclaim his name. Proclaim his truth. Love his people even when you're not loved. And revile not. Don't speak a bad word back when they insult you. That's hard to say, but that's what righteousness looks like. That's what pure heart looks like. That's what mercy looks like. And we're called to do so. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you right now, Father, for the be attitudes. Lord God, I pray those attitudes are is what we adopt ourselves, Lord God, that we are filled with your spirit from head to toe, Father, and we will bless and not curse. Lord God, now thank you right now, Father, for the body of Christ as a whole in this world right now. Father, I pray, Father, that we all understand that we are called to be a blessing to the world. Father, we are to speak to the ones that are lost. Lord God, we are to proclaim your name, proclaim your truth, proclaim your ways, Father, to all that may hear and come and see and serve father we thank you right now lord because we have an opportunity we have an opportunity lord to praise the name of jesus just like that song says nothing but the blood of jesus who can wash away my sin nothing but the blood of jesus who can make me whole again nothing but the blood 
of Jesus. Father, thank you for the blood. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for the redemption. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen.